This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a weekly faith dialogue with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for the second week of Ordinary Time. Welcome, Your Excellency. Thank you. How good to talk to you today. You know, the new year always starts off with a little bit of excitement in each one of our lives. We, we kind of do a reset and think about the new year coming up. And as we start the readings on Sunday, it kind of gets to the core of who we are. What are we looking for? Indeed. Um, you know, th- that's right. John the Baptist points those first disciples to Jesus. And Jesus um, answers their question, what do, you, what do you seek? And they said, well, where do you stay? And he said, well, come and see. Come and see. And that becomes his invitation to all of us. Come and see. Come and walk with me. Come see um, the kingdom of God is at hand. We'll see that next week. Um, uh, uh, kingdom of God, heaven is at hand. That's Jesus himself. Jesus is talking about coming to him and uh, discovering our life and our meaning in him. You know, as we think about the core of, of our faith, which is Jesus Christ, uh, you celebrated uh, Mass at two special places over the weekend. I did. I was in two of our parishes, and what made it special this particular weekend is they were celebrating the, their 75th anniversary. So Our Lady of Peace here in Columbus and Christ the King in Columbus. These two parishes were established on the same day, January 17th, 1946 by Bishop Reedy. Um, and, you know, I noted there when I was kind of thinking about this and preparing for the day, think about the date 75 years ago, January 17th, 1946. Where was the world? The world was in the grips of recovery after a terrible world war, the Second World War. And, um, and, People were coming to terms with all of the destruction, the lost lives, the sacrifices that so many people made during that war, the um, the destruction of so much of Europe, um, and uh, the the violence even experienced here with Pearl Harbor. Um, the, 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 these were sorry days. I mean, they were hopeful days and joyful days that the war was over, but that reality of uh, of the destructiveness of war, the, the reality now of a new era, um, a Cold War, uh, the, the presence of nuclear weapons, and all of those things were, were hitting, coming to life. And then I think it was only after the war, I'm looking back, but I think it was only after the war um, that people were coming to terms with the, the horror of the Holocaust. I think... It when it was when everything we could step back and just see how horrible things were. Um, that it's interesting. Bishop Breedy chose two interesting names: mm-hmm. Our Lady of Peace and Christ the King. Our Lady of Peace, we place ourselves under the protection and care of our Blessed Mother, who who shows us the way to peace. She brings us to Jesus, as John the Baptist pointed to the uh, to to Jesus, pointed him out to his disciples. And, of course, Christ the King, who is the ultimate destination, who is himself the true source of peace, whose reign is of justice, love, and peace, of mercy, and salvation. So uh, I think Bishop Reedy and the good people of those two parishes back 75 years ago 
made an important choice and and pointed to something. And so today, too, in the world today that's so troubled and so fractured, it's good for us to place ourselves under the protection of Our Lady of Peace, who brings us to Christ our King. And um, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Day yesterday, um, we celebrated that. And it's kind of a segue uh, that he is um, a leader preaching peace and nonviolence in order to elicit change that racism cannot stand. Indeed, indeed. And as we observed that day, we also recognize that uh, the world has a long way to go. And so we have to reject all forms of racism, anti-Semitism, the casting of people aside. Um, Essentially, um, you've heard me say this before, the key thing that we have to remember constantly and that we have to remind the world of is that every human person is created in the image and likeness of God. And so we need to look deep into the eyes of everybody, of every single person, and see there's the image and likeness of God. And this same is true in terms of listening to their concerns. We have to look deeply, but we also have to listen deeply and hear the concerns, the wounds, the sorrows um, and, and fears of all of our brothers and sisters. So, so coming to Jesus, living in his kingdom, means seeing the image of God, the glory of God at work in every single person. And so these issues that we call to mind um, this week uh, are... Uh, are, are really life issues, human issues, and um, that's something to celebrate, the mm. goodness of God, the glory of God, the presence of God in every human person. But at the same time, it's, it's a challenge for us. And then on Friday, a very special day for our Catholic faith and for our community that's standing up for life. Indeed, indeed. It's an important day because it's, it marks a horrible day, uh, a terrible mark on our history uh, th- that decision back in 1973, um, the Roe v. Wade decision. Um, but not only that decision, but what that unleashed. I often think of uh, Pope St. Paul VI a few years before that in 1968, um, Humanae Vitae. You know, he spoke about a certain erosion, and he was so prophetic. People, the things that he said people thought, oh, he, he's He's crazy. He's speaking, you know, he's he's exaggerating. These things will never happen. Well, <laughs> look back. Look back and um, and see all that's happened. Because, you see, once you start to erode the, uh, the, something like the issue of life, the issue of life is so fundamental. Um, when if you can't respect the life of the most vulnerable... The, the, uh, the those not yet born, then l- little by little you're going to chip away at respect for human life in every stage. Who would have thought we would have been talking about euthanasia? Now we make it sound nicer, but it's euthanasia. Um, who would have thought um, the levels of violence would would continue to uh, to grow? Once you start saying that some lives are dispensable, then 
then you've you, you you've really lost res- the, the the perspective of human life at all. How can how, how can once you start to do it, then there's no um, the, 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 there's no foundation. Then then anything goes, and quite honestly, that's what's happened in these almost fifty years. And it's a time to stand up in a more direct and disciplined way, don't you think, when culture is yeah. so different than the way God teaches us? Exactly, exactly. And and that's part of our um, task as well as Catholic Christians, um, to stand up and, and to... There is a Catholic way. So first of all, here in Columbus, we're going to be mocking the day um, with prayer, with Holy Mass, and um, it's a, and all around the country, it's a day of prayer for the legal protection of unborn children. Um, and so, um, what we will be doing is we have Mass here at the cathedral at ten thirty. It's a special Mass. It's not just the regular weekday Mass. There'll be the regular weekday Mass at twelve oh five, but we have a special Mass at ten thirty here from the the cathedral. Um, I know you'll be broadcasting it. And we'll be streaming that. Um, one of the reasons we're going to stream that is we want to make it available. You know, we usually have students come from different schools. So the downside is we won't be able to do that in this COVID era. But the upside is, well, instead of a few representative students, we'll be able to present it more widely in our schools. Um, and hopefully people will be able to join us from wherever they are. I know there'll be other... Um, witnesses around the diocese. Um, I know I, I got a letter about one planned in Chilicate, but uh, there'll be witnesses all around. And, and the Catholic Times, I think, uh, this week published uh, some of those witnesses. Um, but we're going to have uh, offer Holy Mass and pray and ask God, um, God's help. To, to change the culture, to transform the culture with the light of the gospel, which cries out in respect for human life. So that's our goal this week. You know, the March for Life uh, used to take place on that very, very day in, um, in, in D.C. Um, a couple of years ago, it got moved to the Friday so that hopefully it would have had a bet, uh, uh, to a Friday. And so it's scheduled for Friday the 29th. But Given the restrictions on travel and safety, we're not. We weren't planning to send um, buses and schools, um, and uh, and and since then, I think uh, even there they've restricted it to mostly by invitation kinds of events. Um, but we still want to make our voices heard. And we still want to give witness to the sanctity of human life at every stage and every moment. You know, as you're you're speaking, it is so powerful to be at the March for Life and to see that you're not alone. I think that is, um, you know, as Scripture tells us, one of the, the lies of, of evil, that you're all by yourself, and who could stand against this? And that's such a powerful witness. How could we witness, you know, say, social distancing-wise this Friday, do you think? Well... 
Um, I think you're right. I, it, it, that it, it's going to be harder, and I think one of the things we're going to have to do is re, is remember a little bit more. <laughs> it, it, it is exciting. It's like that with World Youth Day too. But it's exciting when you're together with a lot of other people who are witnessing for life. Because you're correct, we're made to feel like we stand alone, and that's just not the truth. Um, but we are given um, the chance to uh we, we we are we are given an opportunity to see each other maybe virtually to remind each other maybe what we can do is just try to encourage one another send out mm. encouraging building up not tearing down mm. see that that's part of we it's very easy to get drawn into the culture of tearing down we're not that's not us yeah but the culture of building up. So maybe think of some of the people you normally would have seen on that day and send a note or make a call or send an email and just say, um, good work, <laughs> good mm-hmm. work. And, you know, so that's one way we can do it. Um, the other is to be together in the heart of God, to be together in prayer. Um, you know, One of the readings that's given to us as a choice on Friday comes from the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 49, where the prophet says, Though I thought I had toiled in vain, and for nothing uselessly spent my strength, yet my reward is with the Lord, my recompense is with God. And so maybe this year we just have to remember a little harder that um, maybe we don't see the progress, but something is happening. God is doing something through our witness. I was really struck by the uh, the title for the Mass that the USCCB gives to this uh, Mass for Respecting Life, and it's For Giving Thanks to God for the Gift of Human Life, and that is a perfect reflection of what you've been speaking about. Indeed, indeed. That's right. Actually, that in the that is um, a Mass that was added into the new Missal and can be used at any time. So in the Mass for various needs and occasions uh, or for various public circumstances there's uh, there, there there are several different mass the mass for peace mass for public needs mass for peace and justice but one of them that was added in, in the 2011 edition of the missal was this mass for giving thanks to god for the gift of human life and so that's the mass uh, that the conference suggests that's the mass that will be Offering here the prayers and the readings of the Mass for that day. Yeah, exactly. We give thanks to God for the gift of human life. And we ask that we might be able to help build up a culture that reverences life, that does give thanks for life, and then that offers help. You know, I mentioned uh, the Catholic approach is building up, not tearing down. And one of the things that we do on this day is we, we recognize, yeah, that terrible slide, the erosion in of the respect for human life, but we also see some of the moves and accomplishments. Um, over the years, people have come to recognize that even though they're not ready to make the jump, the science has shown that human life is human life even from the very beginning. And um, people are recognizing that, even people who aren't really fully pro-life. Um, we're also seeing that much more of, and and not that this is something that's put up for a vote, but much more of of the population of the United States does recognize the evil of abortion. 
uh, more and more people recognize that, no, this isn't the right way to go. But we haven't quite gotten there yet. Um, we, 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 we're, we're talking about transforming a culture, which is a major, major job. But we also recognize today, on that day when we give thanks to God for the gift of human life, all the wonderful people and all the terrific movements that are going about really to help people all over this diocese. And it's true in other places. All over this diocese, there are different care centers. Some of them Catholic, some of them run by parishes, some of them run by Catholic organizations, and some run by uh, secular or other religious organizations to help women who are facing pregnancy and need support and helping people helping uh, particularly women, but couples also, to choose life by giving them the resources they need. Um, for, first of all, the basic medical resources to, um, to carry uh, the, through the pregnancy, but also um, the support that they need to be able to raise their children in, in a dignified life uh, to get people on a, a good start. So we have these centers all over uh, central Ohio, and I'm proud of those, and I give thanks. And on a day like Friday, I'm going to be giving thanks for those. I also um, <clears throat> think of the Walking with Moms in Need, which is now a national movement promoted through the uh, the, the 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 human life office in the conference for catholic bishops we kind of got we were supposed to start off with a bang we started off with a chug instead because of <laughs> coronavirus but we still uh, started off and so um so the, these are practical ways that the church is looking to use the word of pope francis to accompany women in this time of need and so um parishes all over the country have picked up on that. So we celebrate walking with moms in need. And then also we recognize that many people discover, many discover that abortion was not the answer and live with terrible pain and terrible suffering. And one of the things that we're about is the mercy of God. And one, a high, high priority for us in the Catholic Church is to promote healing among people who have suffered because of that choice of abortion and who live with it. And some people, made, when you hear stories, some people did not make that choice freely. Many did not make that choice freely. And that's, that's why this change of culture is so necessary, because there's so many people who feel trapped and are pushed into having abortions and and then you know it, it lets the people around them off the hook but they live with this for the rest of their lives and people who who are pro-life want to promote healing we, we don't want to condemn we want to heal that the church wants to heal jesus said i came not to condemn the world but to save it and so a very key part of our pro-life message and a very key part of our work is to promote healing. So we have those resources. Um, uh, I believe there's a dedicated number. I'm sorry I don't have it offhand, but 
um, we can promote that. Um, and uh, there's um, uh, there's the Bethesda Ministry Project, uh, Rachel. Um, so many reaching out moments, and you can call through our Catholic Social Concerns to get that information and that number. You can talk to your parish priest. Um, and um, and experience God's mercy and 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 find the strength to begin anew to to trust. One of the one of the key things, um, having seen this up close, one of the key things is to recognize it's not about you forgiving yourself. It's about letting God be God. It's about God doing it. And and you and, and even if you can't. Let it go, and uh, believe me, I understand it. Um, God can do all things, and it's God who wants to forgive, and it's God who wants to build up. So, so yeah, these these are all part of that day on Friday. Um, it, it's not just carrying signs and shouting. It's actually something much, much, much more. It's praying. It's praying. It's witnessing for a change in culture. And it's it, it helping to support those in need and heal those who are hurting. Bishop Brennan, could you close us with a prayer and a blessing? Sure. I'm going to invoke our Blessed Mother, Our Lady of Peace, and ask her prayers and the prayers of all the saints as we pray the Hail Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much, Bishop Brennan, for your beautiful words of love, healing, and mercy. Um, Thank you for joining us today for this dialogue with Bishop Brennan. And coming up next is Living the Catholic Life.